Welcome back, EDM champions. On this episode, we'll give our thoughts on Tiesto including old songs on an upcoming new album. Plus, we'll dig into a surprise question for Samir and, of course, plenty of new music for you from the likes of David Guetta and Morton Cascade and S.G. Lewis. So without further ado, let's get into it. What's up, beautiful people, EDM champions all around the world. We're back, baby, for episode 154. It feels good. I'm taking the on repeat. I'm super excited for my on (laughs) repeat. I have been wanting to play this song on the show for a while. You know, like I kind of missed my opportunity to slot Mm. it in in the new music section. But like I found this song one day as I was sitting on my couch, just like browsing through Twitter Lucas had tweeted about his upcoming release, and I was just like, okay, Lucas, let me take a listen. Let me see what we got going on, okay? And then I was like, holy shit, okay? This track, it, it left me it left me in just a puddle of a mess of myself, okay? okay? All, all right. And I am so excited to play it for the EDM champions. So without further ado, my on repeat this week is Lucas with his track, Mess. Take a listen. Um. See why this left you in a mess there, mate. I can 100% see why. It's correct me if I'm wrong. Is this a little bit different of a direction from him? Because I, I can't remember the song, but what was his really big song maybe four or five years ago that everyone in the trap scene was playing? Yeah, you know, I can't remember the name of the track, but I will just kind of expand upon that thought. It was trap. You know what I mean? Like this guy is right. known for trap. That's what he used to do, especially at the height of the trap era. I'm talking about mm-hmm. 2015, 2016. But to see him really dabble in something more energetic, something, dare I say, a bit more fitting for the main stage, something that's going to get people hyped up, get you feeling messy, you know? <laughs> that's what I'm all about with this track. Like, I love the first drop, but I also love that second drop. I love how the vocal really plays into that. It's a mesmerizing track, and it's just like, holy shit, like you don't know what's coming next, but I'm so here for it. Oh, I'm, I'm glad, man. And I just looked it up. I think I believe the track was Game Over. Oh, I, that's yes, the one. Yes, yeah, people, yes. even people in the dubstep scene, like Excision, yes. was playing it. So it's oh. actually in his 2016 mix compilation. So uh, champions, check out the show notes. I'll put what a link into that. A great track. Oh yeah. my god, I love that <laughs> song, man, dude. Uh, what a callback! I'm so stoked on that. You know what? You know what this deserves, man. This deserves a little. Oh, see, I wish yeah. I already started drinking while I couldn't wait. I was so excited to record another episode. And uh, for everyone new joining us, this is Beyond the Beats, where a podcast about EDM news and culture. This is episode 154. And we've got so much to talk to you about. We talked about a little bit at the top there, but 
we've got new music and that's our first stop for this week but before we get into that samir for all those people who may not have heard this before please give a lowdown on our rating scale here on beyond the beats we have our very own unique rating scale and it ranges from levels one through five Level one is what we call one listen. It's where you listen to a track and you're probably never ever gonna listen again, but you're encouraging other people to give it a listen. Level two is what we call background noise. It's when a song comes on, it's playing in the background, you're not gonna really do anything with it, you might be doing other things, you're not too bothered by it, but it's there to keep you company. Level three is what we call turn it up. It's when a song comes on, you grab the volume knob and you turn it up. Level four is what we call Just Bought Tickets. It's when you listen to a piece of music, you listen to an artist, and you immediately look up the next time that they're coming to your town and you gotta buy those tickets. And level five is Speechless. It's just you and the music. The song transports you into another world and literally leaves you speechless. So to recap, level one is one listen, level two is background noise, level three is turn it up, level four is just bought tickets, and level five is speechless. Let's get back to it. We're going to start things off for this week's new music section with David Getter and Morton. They just dropped an EP by the name of episode two. Just some context for people that may not know. I feel like if you were a fanboy of any movement right now going on in the dance music scene, it'd be David Guetta and Morton and their future rave sound. Would I be wrong or overstepping any nah. lines there by saying that? No, nah, dude, absolutely spot on. I mean, there's a lot, there's a couple of different things that are happening in the scene that I'm really, really digging, but like, I haven't felt this confident about what's happening on the main stage in a very long time. And David Guetta and Morton, they're really at the forefront of bringing this future rave sound that I'm super, super stoked on. Um, episode two EP. I'm so excited to talk about this one, dude. There's five tracks. What's your favorite one that we just got to play for the EDM champions? Let's hear it. Solar, right? Is that a good one? Yeah, let's do it. Let's let's do it. Do David it. Guetta and Morton with their track Solar off the episode two EP. Take a listen. First of all, great song, right? I think that could just that could just stand for itself. It's a great song, you know. It's it's got a little bit of it's it's a good song because it really represents, I think, or epitomizes the future rave sound that they're moving towards. But what I also appreciated about this EP is that I thought it was quite balanced, right? It was well balanced, and it really I think is again epitomizing that future rave sound. You got a little bit of everything in there, right? So we've talked about um, element or is it elements? Is that the other track? Element. element. Element, just uh, the singular form there. Make sure we're grammatically correct. Of course. of course. It's the most know, important part to, about running a podcast. Yes. Yes, it's of the course. thing that you have to do. You know, we already talked about that on a, uh, a past episode. So, you know, you got a little bit of that and a darker vibes there. But they also included a little bit of lighter, some vocal tracks, right? Very first track that you hear on this uh, featuring, is it Ray? Is that who? Is a mm-hmm. vocalist yep. on that one? Now, look, I, personally, we, we didn't play this one because I think we could both agree, not my favorite track off of this right it's a little bit cheesy for my taste oh maybe it's, it's shaking the sure. head maybe you have some different thoughts but for me I, I didn't appreciate that 
in of itself, but I did appreciate how it played into the EP overall. It really was kind of like a mini set, uh, the whole EP, in my books at least. So I did appreciate that. So EP overall, I'm actually going to give it level three out of five. Just turn it up because quite a few tracks in there, including the one that we just played solo, is definitely going to be uh, making me crank up the volume knob, as it were. Let's so, Samir, what do you think? What are your thoughts? Yeah, uh, so I've mentioned this a couple of times this year, right? But I had the chance to see David Guetta more at EDC Vegas, and Wait, you all did? of these tracks. Really? Yeah, yeah, I did. Yeah, I did. did you- all of these tracks, except for Element, I believe. So four out of the five tracks were played as IDs in that set. Oh, so, so Solar was waiting. played. Solar's been played. Solar was played. Yep, uh, I have been waiting for this EP to come out. Solar specifically, I have really been waiting for uh, because I've just been wanting to like rinse it in my pregame sets. You know what I mean? Um, I I love this EP. Level four out of five. Just bought tickets for me. Like you said, Ooh. perfect balance between some of those like club ready tracks and then some mm-hmm. of those tracks that can really be hitting on the main stage. I actually really liked "You Can't Change Me" with Ray. Uh, I liked oh. it in the set, and I liked it here as well. The okay. one track I didn't really like was not super fond of was "Together." Uh, I think it's a bit cheesy, like the vocals yeah, in I would there. Yeah, but regardless, well balanced EP. Really just epitomizing what David Gannon and Morton are all about. Episode 2 EP, level 4 out of 5, just bought tickets. Woo, Let's keep it moving. Nice. All right. All right. Moving forwards, we've got two other very big names, Cascade and Justice. Now, quick quick side note here on Justice. I haven't really talked too much about him on the podcast, but he's someone that has been held for the past few years as kind of a successor to Hardwell. Right, he's okay. over in okay. he's over in the Netherlands. He's another kind of like Dutch producer, and certainly started getting off on a little bit more of a, a more aggressive big room type of sound, some bass house in there too. But you're gonna see with this track with Cascade, they switched up a little bit, and I think he did too for this style. So Cascade and Justice teamed up for a track called "Dance with Me." Let's give it a spin. Big room techno, baby. Big room uh, it's interesting. I, I feel like people are getting tired of tech house, and they're really looking for like that next sound to yeah. bring to the main stage. And I don't so, know. I don't think people. I think you are getting tired of it. No, but I still think no, it's no. going quite strong. There's been there's the been rumblings. Scene. There's been rumblings on Twitter, and I'm not on sure Reddit? if it's confirmation bias. Uh, but <laughs> I think it's there's some. <laughs> it might be. There's there's been discussions on Twitter. There's been discussions on Reddit just about like the really the oversaturation of the tech house scene and like how there hasn't really been that much um innovation in my opinion so i feel like at least maybe me i'm really looking for like that next sound to hit like the mainstream and big room techno seems to be some sort of contender right you got folks like uh hardwell maddox will sparks and now cascade and justice with this track right here so when we talk about big room techno like what are we talking about here we, you know, we're talking about these kicks that really fill up the space, you know, a lot of mm-hmm. reverb. And the progression of these tracks, they tend to be quite quick in how they move from yes. phrase to phrase. When it comes to regular techno, the kicks are definitely still very prominent, but they're a lot tighter. They're mm-hmm. a lot tighter. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, not as much reverb. And the way that the yes. track progresses, it takes time. The subtleties, uh, it really takes some time to develop here. You so, get lost in it, and that's the whole point. You get lost in it. Thank you. I'm so excited to go to Time Warp in New York just two uh, weeks from today. Oh my I'm god, that's stoked. right. Wow. Stoked. With your I'm brother, excited. and it's his first techno kind of like, you know, dedicated, sh- is it show or festival? Has he been it's to a, like... It's a two-day event, uh, so we're going for one of the days. 
Right, I know, but for Rishi, was it his first, like, has he been to, like, a solo a solo no. techno show no, before? He's not. So, no, okay. my brother has not. All no, right. so uh, I'm very excited to take him. Now, when it comes to this big room techno sound, I'm worried. Mm. I'm worried okay. about this because uh-uh. I already feel like there's a lot of copying and pasting going on, mm. and that mm-hmm. makes me a little bit concerned. Um, what Cascade and Justice did here... Didn't really do much for me, man. I'll be honest. So I'm going to give this level two out of five background noise. I want to see some innovation Ooh. here. And I got to say that vocal sample, it's straight up cheddar cheese. And I was not a fan. What did you think of this track? And what's like just overall what's going on here in this scene? Yeah, I, 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 I'm also a bit concerned because I think part of the problem is that it still hasn't really found its definitive sound. Yeah. Right. As a subgenre. It's again, it's seemingly kind of teetering a little bit too much on trying to be a full techno track or, you know, a little bit of a sprinkle of big room. And I think it just needs to take more of a definitive stance. And yeah. I, I'm, look, I'm not really a, a producer here, so I'm not obviously, you know, I'm two not, dudes talking we're just shit. two dudes talking shit. Okay. But, but from what I've noticed is like, that there's more of a, de- I, I want to see just it kind of decide more on its identity and i feel yeah. like that's part of the problem here i think i like the song more than you did and i think for cascade with everything that he's doing with kx5 which is his project with dead mouse this makes a lot of sense and i'm pretty sure he actually played this track uh at one of his more recent uh, one of the more recent kx5 shows they went pretty more they pretty much it was pretty much a techno show really all this kind of like big huh. room techno set so that that's where things are going and like you though i am worried that everybody's just hopping on and they are pretty much just repeating the same type of things that everyone else is doing. Yeah. And I I just want to see some innovation, you know? It's like, look, if you want to go make a techno track, make a pure techno track. Like, just fucking go for it. If you want to create a big room techno track, look at kind of what Hardwell is doing, you know, not saying copy and paste him. And I think some of his releases, they need a little bit more refinement, but he is, he is putting a twist and a little bit of a flavor on it. That makes it yeah. that big room techno. Whereas this track doesn't really seem to, it, it's got like the, the, the sound of a big room techno track, but it's seemingly kind of designed in the ethos of like a, a progressive house or deep house track. You know what I mean? It just kind of just mismatches. So I'm right there with you. Level two out of five from me as well. Yeah. I would love to put up a poll on on Instagram here at btb.pod and really get people's opinions like what do they think of uh, Big Room Techno? Is it the next right? yep. wave? Is it the next big thing? So uh, let's do that. To see the on, on the let's Thursday, on the Thursday of this episode coming out, hit our Instagram at btb.pod, click on the stories, let us know what you think about Big Room Techno. Is it the next big thing? All right, Perfect. Alec, let's keep it moving, baby. Let's keep it moving. I threw this into the show notes a bit because I wanted to get something a little bit different. You know, we hadn't really talked too much about what's going on in Brazil. And that's something totally. that you had identified as a place that is going to be, you know, potentially a new mecca for dance music. So it's always important to check out what's going on over there. And so um, Bascar teamed up with, I can't even, this other put, I'm so sorry. I'm saying Ro- Rotic? Rotic, Rotic. I think. Rotic, yeah. Rotic, something like that. R-R-O-T-I-K. Yeah. Yes. Very interesting uh, uh, producer and songwriter there. But they teamed up for a track called Coming Down. Now, if you know Brazilian bass, this might take you a bit by surprise. Let's give it a spin. Yeah, man, this feels like Brazilian bass, but not quite, right? Like, mm-hmm. I feel like 
This mm -hmm. is the evolution of that sound. I feel like Brazilian bass, it just got quickly saturated with everybody trying to do it and it's really starting to fade away. And I really like how this track has some roots in there. In fact, probably a lot of roots in Brazilian bass and kind of expanding upon that sound. I like that it's quicker. It feels like a Brazilian bass and tech house fusion. Uh, you know, the vocals in the break, I could do without them, but I can really see myself playing this out during a pregame just to see if people vibe with it because this is I a think newer sound. Will. So I think people will, yeah. Uh, I'm not sold on this, but I am excited to see what happens next from these two and this sound overall. So with that being said, level three out of five, turn it up. Let's see what happens. Ooh, okay. What are your thoughts, man? Yeah, I'm I'm right there with you, man. Level three out of five from me as well. I, I actually really enjoyed this track and I also wanted to put it into the show notes because it is representative, just as you were saying, of that evolution in the sound. We've seen vintage culture lead the charge on that, I think, right? Totally. So we talked earlier on this year about his circle set. Again, champions, I'll put that into the show notes so you can check that out if you haven't seen it already. But, you know, just just that evolution to a more melodic sound. It's not melodic house, it's not Brazilian bass, but somewhere in the middle. And I think this actually hits quite a nice sweet spot and something that people who yeah. are not normally into dance music are probably going to be into. And I, I think probably... The biggest cohort of fans of this song will be people who are really into John Summit, right? It really reminded me of kind of why it people like a John back. Summit. It all comes back to it him. It all comes somewhere. back to John Summit, all dude. Roads lead to, all roads lead to John Summit. Okay, that's basically what's going on. Level three out of five for this song. And then our last song. Again, someone else who's been making uh, waves, not ripples, massive waves in the dance music scene for the past couple of years. It is none other than S.G. Lewis. He just dropped a hot new track by the name of Lifetime. Let's give it a spin. Bro, this is peak S.G. Lewis right here, man. Peak SG Lewis. Vibes. Um, vibes he's, all the way. He's the prince of good vibes. You know, Alec, you are the king of good vibes. He is Thank the you. prince, of, of course, of good vibes. You know, he's he's really just putting forward his best here with this track, Lifetime. Um, SG's tracks, like, they will, they, they without fail, will always put a smile on my face. You know, the vocalizing yep. and the backing vocals with his own voice singing the lyrics. Absolutely amazing the way that all came together. The strings on the break were divine. Beautiful percussion all around. Those hi-hats sounding so crisp to really fill up that space. Beautiful track that gets better with every additional play. And I'm very excited for the uh, new album to drop in January if he kind of keeps this up. So level oh, four out of five right. just January. bought tickets. Ooh, I can't wait nice. to see this guy live again. And I feel like there's a lot of people who could really get into his sound. What are your thoughts? Just vibes. I mean, that that's all I can really say for this song. He, You could just stick this on in so many different scenarios, whether you're driving down to the beach whether you're having a romantic evening with uh, your significant other, it could just fit into so many things. And you could also groove and dance to it as well. So a song that does that is always going to be a level three out of five at the very minimum in my books. And that's what I'm going to be giving this track this time as well. Just very solid song. And like you, man, I'm very much looking forward to the next time I can catch a set of his. Absolutely. Absolutely. Alec, great selection for the new music session for episode 154. You know, it's it's so great. Like, I love talking about the new music. Like, this podcast, like, doing this podcast really helps me keep in touch with, like, what's going on it in the does, scene. It does, right? You know? Yeah, because it forces you to hear what's going on, what the yeah. waves. Yeah, I agree yeah. with you. 
And that's why we love doing the show. And we hope other people really get value out of it. And if they want to get connected to all the great music that we just talked about, or even just getting connected to us so they can vote on our poll, how do they do so? Absolutely. Well, you've got to go to our website for the show notes, beyondthebeats.co. And if you want to vote on that poll on our Instagram, that's at btb.pod. Our Twitter is at podbtb. My personal Twitter is alec underscore btb. And Samir's is Samir underscore btb. Thank you, sir. Thank you so much for plugging all that great stuff. And um, of course, you know, we, we're just experiencing the end of daylight savings time, right? So the clocks, they fell back one hour, right? Yeah, we need to get rid of that. I didn't get the point of it. Oh, that, no, we're not getting on that tangent. Sorry. Yeah, it's, it's a whole, that's a whole separate thing, right? That's a right? whole and, separate podcast. <laughs> and, and daylight savings times, you, you know, it, it really messes with people, you know, like some people like it, some people don't like it. I got an extra hour of sleep. Right. So I'm feeling pretty damn good. Not going to lie. I, I enjoyed the extra hour of sleep. But, you know, the sun is setting earlier. You know, like I said, some people, you know, they don't like it. But let me tell you something that everybody will like. OK, it is our sponsor, FestFlags.com. I'm going to lean back in my seat and just talk nonchalantly about how great, you know, <laughs> FestFlags.com is. They're the best. Do it, baby. They're the best Do it in the business. You know, if you're looking for a flag for your next festival or rape, look no further then festflags, F-E-S-T-F-L-A-G-S dot com, okay? You submit a picture you want on the flag. You submit like this preliminary design. Great. They'll take it. They'll format it. They'll make some adjustments if you want. They'll send it to your email. They'll be like, hey, do you like this? You say, yeah, I love it. Thank you, festflags. They'll print it. They'll ship it. It's ready for your next festival or rave. And best of all, you get 10% off when you use our code BTBPOD. So head over to festflags.com. Use our code BTBPOD. All right, Alec. News and culture, baby. Let's get into it. I feel honored. I, I, yeah, I know. You, I feel you, really you honored. Are front and center of this week's news and culture section is because you are such a good question that got such an interesting array of responses, right? So on Twitter, uh, sometime last week, Samir decided to ask this question, and I'm going to. Yeah, why don't you read it out? It doesn't. Yeah, sound, do you, it doesn't do seem you mind? Right. Yeah. Absolutely, read out this wonderful tweet. Cool. So I saw a tweet. Uh, from our good friends at uh, Fest Season Media. Big shout out to them, based out of Spain. Great people over there. Really, really kind. They're really just kind of keeping up with what's going on uh, in the EDM scene all over the world. But I really like that they focus on Europe as well. So I love mm-hmm. keeping in touch with them. So they posted about Tiesto's new album, Drive, coming out in uh, February 24th of 2023. Okay, cool. New album. The guy's been around for a long time. He's doing his damn thing. Okay, now... What really got me peaked about this, right, is that tracks like The Motto, The Business, and his newest release, his newest single, 1035, will all be included on this new album coming out on February 24th, 2023. So, I was thinking to myself, The Motto? That track Mm -hmm. is kind of old. The Business? Mm -hmm. That track is definitely old. The Business was released on September 16th, 2020. That'll, it'll be 30 months old, two and a half years old by the time Tiesto's album comes out. And that track is going to be included on this album, okay? Two, two and a, just two and a two half, and a half years, years old. years, yes, that's right. And then Fuck the me. motto, the motto was released on November 4th, 2021, uh, a year and three months from the album release. So that track will be 15 months old by the time that album comes out. And then his most recent uh, single, 1035, uh, was released this year and it'll be four months old by the time this album comes out so i'm thinking to myself like two and a half a two and a half year old single being featured on his newest album am i the only one who feels like there's something wrong there 
you're, you're pulling in mm. one of your most popular releases, the business, 30 months old, two and a half years old into your newest album. I I had to ask the question, like, why? Why is such an old track making its way onto his newest album, right? If you want to put it out in conjunction with the with the album, why wasn't it timed to be released closer to this new album, right? And so I asked the question, like, am I missing something here? What's going on? Educate me. So, Alec, what do you think about this? A track being two and a half years old, appearing on Tiesto's newest album. What are your thoughts on that? And and let me just also, sorry, let me just say one more thing. This is probably his most popular track in the past five, six years. Uh, I, I mean, I, I kind of wish I had a different... I, I don't know. I'm not going to assume your perspective first. I'll let you clarify what your stance is on this, but I think I know. I, I am not a fan of this practice in general. I think it's something that is going on much more in the dance music scene than it ever has. Uh, as someone did point out in the thread, it has been going on, you know, in other genres for uh, for a little while. And that may be true, but I think in dance music, this is a little bit more of a, of a newer thing that's happening. And we're not talking about six months or under here. You know, six months I could even maybe do, right? But Dude, two I could even and do a, a year. Half, yeah, a I, year even. I could even do 12 two months. Two and a half years. Like, think about how different your life is right now versus two and a half years ago. Just, just think about it. Like, so much has happened and changed. You may have been the biggest Tiesto fanboy, and now you're a John Summit fan, you know? Y- who knows? Okay, to be fair, and to qualify everything I'm about to say, there could have been release delays right it was the pandemic maybe you got busy getting back to tour and they could, i just you know i don't know we don't know the man's in a life maybe he intended to have an album earlier on and then things and life got in the way I, i'm very open to that being a possibility however i do have a strong suspicion that that's not the case and so for me it's hard to see any justification logically other than the fact that this is a business move to draw more attention to the rest of the album I don't really, you know, so people opposing the, it's like, I just don't see and there being any other reason than it being a business decision, right? So there were some people in the thread who, again, fair enough is saying that there's a concept behind a, the album. It was a great discussion. I want to put that out there. It was a it great was. Dis- discussion Civil and a very constructive, to- yes, yes, very constructive conversation. So big shout out to everybody who responded. I sincerely appreciate the perspective. Sorry, go and on. Like, and people talked about, so a couple of the comments were about, um, or sorry, the replies rather were about the waterfall marketing technique, which is, yes, this is a real marketing technique. That That's for sure. I think it's a purely business move to just draw streams to the album. Repurposing these singles, and let me just say real quick, the business, okay, has 937 million streams on it, close to 1 billion streams on Spotify. That's number one. Uh, number two, the motto has... 486 million streams on Spotify, close to half a billion, right? So these tracks, I mean, everybody knows these songs, you know? And now if they're sort of like tagged in his newest album release, those streams will now give credit to the newest album, making it rise higher in the charts, making Uh. it trend better on social media, and making it rise higher in search results. So that's kind of what the waterfall method is in a very, very high-level view. We'll put uh, a link to a video that explains it perfectly in the show notes. But we've only really seen it applied on a six-month to a year timescale, like two and a half years. And again, we're not asking why or, or, you know, we are asking why. We're not asking how in terms of the actual tactics and the reasoning behind it. It's just what is the purpose of this other than to try 
you know, make more money, essentially. You know, and, and, and look, I understand if it was an artist who is an up and comer, right, trying to get more exposure to their other tracks. They had one track that just blew up on TikTok, right? And then they make an album. And of course, they're going to put it on there because they want to gain more traction to the rest of their music. That I'm more okay with than somebody who has, you know, is one of the grandfathers of modern day dance music, does not need yeah. any more exposure. Yeah is not really trying to win over new audiences or fans. It's just basically trying to stay with the times and seem cool and stay relevant. That's what this is about. And for me, that's a little bit unsettling because I, I would rather see the people who have made it to the top take bigger risks, decide, you know what, we're going to do something completely different here because they've made the money, they've gotten the status, you know, they, they've done all these things. I feel like that's what you should be aspiring towards. And whether or not they feel the pressure from the industry and that's why they're doing this, or this is an internal decision, I don't know. And that's a whole different discussion, uh, in my opinion, as to why people will feel the need to do this. You know, there's a whole attention economy that's going on across big tech, but it's really penetrating music now too, where you've got to stay relevant. It's all about the streams. You know, it's essentially the equivalent of clickbait, right? People are going to be going to this album because they see the motto and the business are on it. It's just, I, I just dislike how it's becoming just so kind of cold and corporate. We call out things that we don't agree with, right? Regardless of how much we respect the artist, we will call right. them out, right? We've done Absolutely. this with Gorgon City's album, Olympia, how we said like literally half the album was released as singles prior to the actual album release. We still liked the album and we still love Gorgon City, but you know, we got to we call them some, to a higher standard. Right. Look, it's we, true. You should. We got to call out the bullshit. You know what I mean? Yeah. And like, I, I appreciate, you know, people responding back saying like, hey, if it, if it ties in with the rest of the album sort of like story that it's trying to tell or really the overall construct of it, you know, that's yet to be seen because the album's coming out in about four months, right? Like, forgive me for being a bit pessimistic, but like, I just don't know, you know, because who a person was two and a half years ago, right, is different than who they are now, right? And the kind of music that they're making now. But I just think that these games, you know, it kind of devalues the artistic nature behind music and the artistic yeah. nature of an album. So forgive me for being, you know, for poo-pooing it a little bit, but it's, it, but it's not, I'm not, you there. should, you, you, I, I agree with you. And like, yes, this may fit the concept of the album. And I get people's points when they were raising that, that it's so long as it fits kind of the concept of the album, that should be okay. But I really think there is a, uh, we should have a time limit almost to what that can include. Two and a half years is a long time. And I don't think it's a purely artistic direction type of move or statement, right? To be including that in this upcoming album. There's, there's no reason to, right? I understand that he's switching his style and he's doing something new, but I, I, you know, does it, does this say, is it also saying that maybe he doesn't have as much confidence in the rest of his songs? I, I don't know, right? Ooh, like, dude, interesting point. Interesting you know what point. I mean? Like, yeah. why include something that is so old, especially by modern day terms? Modern day terms, right? Last week is old. Okay, but this is two and a half so years ago. Yeah, you know, and the, and is this just trying to drive even more plays on those bloody songs that hit some record? I I don't know, but th this is what I'm I'm just struggling to understand where the art is in this decision, and I think it's because it's not there. I want to see the art in these type of decision making processes by people who have made it right. Yeah. Yeah. Again, this isn't someone who's up and coming who had one, you know, a really big hit, has a whole other catalog of music, but because of the saturation there is right now with producers, you know, is finding it hard to, you know, get through the noise. Different situation. 
Tiesto doesn't need to be cutting through any noise. He already does. Why his yeah. name? Yeah. So, uh, and again, I can forgive 12 months. I can I can sincerely forgive 12 months. Yeah. Hell, I can, I can forgive a year and a half. You know, I understand. COVID mm, really fucked say, a lot of shit yeah. up. I agree. A uh, song that's two and a half years old is like, you're kind of you're kind of trying to ride on the on the coattails of a track that really blew you up and really kind of give more legitimacy to your newest release. So let's see what happens, bro. Uh, I'm very excited to sort of see like if this Me trend too. sort of continues with other artists. Like oh, I, I want to kind of keep an eye on this because, you know, at a certain point, we really got to start calling out some bullshit if we see bullshit. Anyhow, if you if you disagree, you know, hop in onto that uh, Twitter thread again our uh, or agree it'd be nice to see people agreeing too but you know what i don't really care if you agree or disagree just i'm uh, the one who gets the replies not yeah, exactly. alex so he's just like yeah go go call samir out on his bullshit that's fine join the conversation sincerely would love to hear people's yes, opinions BT, on that at pod btb whoops i nearly gave the instagram so it's at pod btb on yeah. twitter but my man okay uh i've got a, question, got a question for you you got a question for me all right, all right lay it on me Dude, this seltzer that I'm drinking right now, it's it's extra carbonated, okay? So I know, uh, same here, man. Yeah. <laughs> what is going on with this with this <laughs> seltzer right now? Yeah, you know, carbonated drinks and podcasts is not really a good combo, but You know, I I, I take uh, you know, I take a lot of time when I edit this podcast oh, I know to, like, you do. to like oh, edit out terrible. Like, the burps and the pauses and things <laughs> like that. So if something ever slips through, I apologize. I think you know, we should I just really... keep it raw. The raw BTB no. experience. You no, know? I actually I listen to one podcast where they they pretty much refuse to do any sort of edits to yeah. it and is it hard listening it's it's hard listening to it sometimes uh, like you can hear you can hear them sort of like swallow and hear like the <laughs> swallowing and the mouth noises and i'm just like oh. and it's not asmr like no sexy god no like, no okay. no not at all so i i don't like it so i really do take a moment to really spend a lot of time you know editing those sounds out anyways you got a question for me. Let's get oh, into it. Yes, I do. Okay, so this is kind of um, this is gonna be a little bit of a of a spoiler or hint. It's it's prefacing my artist that I'm watching oh this boy. week, which we'll talk about later on. Yeah. But I, I want because we've we've touched upon this, but I don't think I've ever officially and directly asked you on the spot to give me some names of people who are you know rappers, hip hop artists could be from any country that you would like to see MC over a drum and bass track. And the second part of that question is who would you have produce that drum and bass track? So part one is who do you think out of like the more famous, well-known uh, or, or not, but let's probably stick to well-known rappers and hip hop artists that you would like to see over MC and which really means rap over a drum and bass track. And then secondly, who would that uh, producer of the drum and bass track be? I, I love this question. Um, I'm trying to find like a pen and paper right now because I got a couple of ideas, but I can't find it on this fucking desk. Like, <laughs> where is it? Um, Alec, if you don't mind, maybe just give like a little bit more context around like emceeing on drum and bass tracks while I think about this. Yeah, of course. So, um, it, you know, this is something that I don't think is hit too much of the North American market yet. Um, but drum and bass certainly has. However, emceeing over drum and bass hasn't really, you know, stuck that much especially if you're just listening to it on spotify so essentially what that means is that you've got a grime artist which is a very specific type of uh rap uh originating from and has you know strong roots in the uk where things are you know it, it's basically a, the roller of rap where things are just you know rolling one into another words and sentences are formed very quickly uh it, it's kind of like imagining you know someone freestyling right so you're freestyling on top of 
you know, any type of drum and bass track. It could be jungle. Jungle is a very popular uh, subgenre of drum and bass, but it can be more of a pure roller, something that you'd see someone like a Dimension or Wilkinson or Subfocus produce. Uh, but essentially, it's, it's just having the ability to have that flow, right? Whether it's freestyle or planned on a track is very, very difficult, you know? And the people who tend to be the best at it also evoke, ironically, uh, not ironically, but they just evoke a, a somewhat Jamaican type of style to it because that's where this originated from. The idea of emceeing or rapping or talking over a dance music track as a DJ is mixing it. So the people who tend to do that have like lower voices on, uh, you know, because yeah. that kind of just matches the vibe of yeah. it. You don't want a Justin Bieber, let's just say. <laughs> it would sound really weird. Uh, so usually kind of like, you know, someone who has that ability to go a little bit lower in their tones and is someone that just sounds smooth, yeah. right? It's got to be a smooth voice. It's not up and down, up and down, but it's the best when they can just kind of like flow into it, you know, when they're just, you know, you know what I'm talking about, yeah. people who are yeah. into hip hop. So well, I think that's enough of the I'll tell you who's out. There, I'll tell you who's out. Okay. Bieber. Uh, Bieber. Um but Drake and 21 Savage. I was after about that, to ask you about Drake. I think Drake, to be fair, he might no. be able to pull it up. No, no. no. After, after hearing that latest album, I don't think so. It's, it's just a lot of garbage on that album. Personally, that's my opinion on that. Um, okay. I got two great pairings. Really excited to get your opinions on this. Okay. okay. All right. Okay. Number one. All right. I would love to see Wilkinson produce a track for Busta Rhymes to oh, MC on top of. Okay. He's Busta, Busta Rhymes, Rhymes. Bro, he's got that deep, he's got that deep voice. That's number one. And number two, his lyrics are freaking insane. And with his speed, I really feel like it would just get a crowd absolutely mm. jumping. Okay. So that is my first selection there. And then my second selection is metric on the production credits. Okay. And I would love to see Mike Shinoda. <laughs> be the rapper on top of that and for wow. those who don't remember yes. who mike shinoda is he's uh. part of fort minor and mike shinoda was the rapper originally a part of lincoln park yeah i mean well he's more than a part of fort minor isn't he fort minor he is, is fort it? minor yeah right. he is fort yeah. minor yeah but uh his real name is mike shinoda because like yes you know he's got that rock sort of influence to him and metrics tracks really wow. draws a lot from like oh my rock. god influence so just Jesus. i think seeing them that's come amazing. together would be absolutely insane so that's where i'm at i had that. a feeling buster rhymes but mike shinoda i didn't even think about that fantastic pick i love that mike shinoda and metric and buster rhymes and wilkinson i like it a lot i i my only probably change to that maybe instead of wilkinson i'd put culture shock actually oh man okay yeah he's a little bit darker yes yeah wilkinson can go there don't get me wrong but you know out of the bigger progressive drum and bass artists i think he would go there Dude. but good answers man cool yeah. question though bro cool well, question I, okay i also bring it up man because i want to see more of that happening yeah. in the u.s like i feel like we're getting the export of <laughs> drum and bass without some of the soul you know what it's, i mean the, like, the export when, this product is a big part of uh britain's gdp you know, exporting yeah, drum is. and bass to the US. I know, especially with Brexit now, there's not many places that we can turn to. Um, yeah. But but you know what I mean? Like we're seeing so much more drum and bass happen, but we're not getting that other piece of it because it's more totally. than just the sounds and the music. It's it's a culture. It's a part of that sound system culture that came all the way over from Jamaica, yeah. you know, in 
that that's what I think we're missing a part of. And I think that would really turn things up. I, it's going to happen, but I want to see more of it. And I'd love to see some, you know, American artists, uh, hip hop artists try to do it and MC yeah. on it. No so question. Let's see some of that. So many people have jumped on the DMB bandwagon in terms of the production side. Like, let's see some other more interesting things there. Let's try bring the MCing over as well. Hell yeah. I think that'd be Hell really yeah. cool. Cool question, man. I was not expecting that, but uh, I very, you very were. cool question. Very good. Uh, all right. Well, EDM champions, the Instagram is at btb.pod and our Twitter is at podbtb. Connect with us. We'd love to hear from you, but it's time for some dope music, bro. Let's move into it. Let's do it. Let's do it. The artists we're watching section where we will put two fantastic artists on your radars. These are up and comers, people who have so much talent, but we think are deserving of a little bit more of a spotlight, which is why we're here talking about them today. Yeah, absolutely. Who's going first? I think, you know, I, I just asked a question, so it's kind of fitting. You know what I mean? To kind of give sure. people a little bit of the thing, because that's what I'm saying. It's a prelude to it. Okay. So we've got to clear my throat for this yes, one. Please do. I want to hear you MC on top of these tracks, no, man. Well, I can't. I, I'm terrible with that. I, I mean, <laughs> maybe, maybe one day you might be able to get me to do it. We'll see. Yeah. So peep that. But ladies and gentlemen, EDM champions of the globe. I, I, this is a bit of a cheat. Not going to lie. Okay, I'm sorry, Samir. Doing a bit of a cheat here. I'm doing a two for one deal. Okay, two for one deal. Lay it on me. You can have your cake and eat it in this episode. Okay, and we, this is the two one deal that's going on right now. I've wanted to feature Inja. Okay, he's an MC out of the UK, very well known, especially in the UK and the DMB scene for his amazing grime technique on top of some heavy hitting jungle or other types of drum and bass. However, he's not very well known in North America, but so as I was going through his discography, seeing if he had any new songs, because, you know, he's quite big. I wanted to put him onto the regular new music section. I came across uh, a, a track that I haven't heard of before, and it's a newer one that he did with an up-and-comer Blade Runner, which I love as a name. All one word. Cool, I love dude. that. He is an up-and-coming, uh, you know, DJ songwriter, specifically in the drum and bass realm, and he, he will just actually rip things apart. So... Uh, without further ado, this is their track, Revise. Give it a listen. I want low lights, I want lights low, I want no lights, I want dark. I want vision gone with no visuals, it's invisible when I arch. I want black tile and then black clouds, I want lasers up when I march. I want beelines for them beelines, I want beeline, now let's start. Give me expression, show me your spark. What drives you to get high to or get by to, cause that's hot. Truth hurts and I speak that, cause I breathe that and that's harsh. No you turn this just straight on, I don't wait long, I take part. Now, you and your marks, then get set, cause we jet set. I don't break friend, I don't ask. No. Your toss, just do you cause I do me, cause we all stars in our cars. You and your marks, then get set, cause we jet set. I don't break friend, I don't boss. You and your toss, just do you cause I do me, cause we all stars in our cars. I, I sincerely love this track, man. Sincerely, <laughs> sincerely love this song. Um, there's so many different parts of this track that really just like spoke to me, right? Number one, I think that when lyrics are done well on dance music tracks like they really be hitting man they really be hitting one person that comes to mind uh on a previous episode that we featured joe Berger, love his music yes. um and i love the way that he raps on top of his tracks and i love what blade runner and inja did here because you can really feel the synergy between the two of them you know coming together and just producing an absolute banger that's number one number two 
Bro, this is a rave ready track right here, okay? <laughs> this doesn't get you rowdy at the show, at the function. I don't want to see you there, okay? Rave Eyes, <laughs> great title, great lyrics that really speak to people who are trying to get, you know, turned up at the show. So I really feel like if you're looking for a track that just incorporates like these these deeper, deeper bass lines, that incorporates somebody who really knows what they're speaking to, Blade Runner and Inja really came together for an amazing track, man. Seriously, we need more of this on this show. So keep this shit coming. Oh, I love that, man. I love that. And so uh, we don't have time on this week's episode, but Champions, you get a little bit of homework for you. I want you to check out some of Inja's other tracks. Some bigger ones that if you're in the DMB, you may have heard this before. Uh, he's teamed up with in the past a guy called Serum. Okay, they have Lumberjackin'. That's the vocal mix of that. It's, a, it's such a great song. I love it. Did you listen to these? I don't know if you got I, a I didn't get to. a chance to. No. Oh, you got, after this, that's your homework too. Go listen <laughs> okay, to them. It's going to okay. crack you up. And then the other one by them as well is called Blow Them Away. Like on the offbeat is the sound of like kind of like a, a pistol. He puts it into like a drum pattern. It's like, okay. it's like yeah, really, yeah, yeah, yeah. it's very interesting. I, I really love it. And it just pairs so well with the, with the grime. So uh yeah, definitely Champions Goat. Check those out. They will be in the show notes. But heading over to you, keeping the dark vibes train going with a little bit of flair, I might say. I'm a big yeah. fan of your pick this week, Smith, so give it to us. Thanks, man. Really appreciate that. Um, I'm I'm so stoked on my artist that I'm watching this week. I don't know what it is about the Pacific Northwest, the PNW, but <laughs> the people over there, they just seem to have the dopest vibes, okay? Even better than what we got here in California, all right? And mm. my artist that I'm watching this week, Saturna, S-A-T-U-R-N-A, embodies that with his track, Leaving. Uh, I, I've been going for a lot of like dark and aggressive music lately with my picks, but I want to bring uh, something a little bit lighter. I wanted to bring this episode to a little bit of a lighter place. And Leaving uh, was just one of those tracks that really spoke to me. So without further ado, this is Saturna's track, Leaving. Take a listen. Big, big fan of this one. Big, big fan. I, I love that you're exploring different, you know, areas of music, yeah. right? You know what I mean? It, and this is, it's light, but it's got a little bit of the darkness to it. Enough that makes you be like, I want to go dance to this in a, yeah. you know, gritty nightclub. You know what Absolutely. I mean? And that's what I like about it is that it kind of combines those feelings. So at first I'm a little confused about how I want to feel with this, but otherwise I'm like, you know what? Fuck, it doesn't matter. This is danceable and... I'm all for it. I mean, just yeah. amazing pick. And it was released on one of my favorite labels, the Bonsai Collective. I love Shout what they're doing over there. Oh my gosh. Such an amazing, amazing label. Um, and the East Asian influence on this track just really spoke to me. I really like the vocalized chants in this. And that second drop with the wubs is it's just a perfect example of how to make a track go hard 
without that run of the mill like u.s rhythm that we're hearing from like excision yes. and other you know other folks over there at the <sighs> subsidiary record Thank labels you. I'm, I'm getting a little tired man i'm fucking uh, done tired with that it. shit you know what yeah, i mean no, but sorry go on. it's all good man i just want to you know end this by saying you know saturna has just so much range on his other releases too and that's what i really appreciate about him as an artist like he's multi-dimensional and I really think it's important for the EDM champions to head to the show notes and give some support to these artists that we feature here uh, at the end of the show. We got Blade Runner and Inja from Alec, and we got uh, Saturna as my pick for this week. So I'm just Wonderful stoked stuff. right now, man. I'm feeling good. Wonderful stuff. I'm feeling good too. There's both a combination of the music as well as the uh, fix uh, hard seltzer, but I think for future episodes, no more carbonated drinks. It's <laughs> it's hard, dude. My my seltzer has been uh, has been making me need to like take a bunch of pauses. You know what I mean? That's extra work for me, but I do it as a labor of love. You know, and one thing I just want to one thing I just want to say before you know we, we sign off here. First of all, I hope everybody has an amazing time at EDC Orlando this year. Alec and I were there last year. We had such a dope time. So please dance your heart out, be safe and have a good time. Beyond that, just want to also say like, you know, I I've been really trying to be more mindful about like living in the moment and appreciating the small things, mm -hmm. you know, mm -hmm. and uh, I went for yoga today and it was great. And, you know, one thing that I always appreciate about going to yoga is like towards the end of the class, the last 15 minutes, um, as we're doing our final stretches, I look up, uh, it's, it's outside. I look up and there's always this one hummingbird that I see every single time towards oh, the end wow. of the class. Yeah. It's, it's one of my favorite parts of my week. Uh, it's just seeing this hummingbird do its thing, you know, it's like, and I realized like, why, why do I, why do I look for this hummingbird? It's because like, I'm, I'm appreciating the smaller things in life. You know what I mean? And I just think that's super important as, you know, time goes on and life gets stressful. Take a moment to just pause and just think about all the things you're grateful for. Absolutely. And I, and I think that goes a long way to just kind of creating a positive mindset. So that's Love all that. I'm going to, that's all I'm going to say here. Oh, love that. Well, thank you, EDM champions, for joining us for yet another episode. And we hope to see you next week for episode 155. Sayonara.